Hey everyone, it's Jacqueline Kitzman from Awaken Tarot, the Instagram and Awaken Tarot, the podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining today. And thank you so much for the overwhelming response to this podcast two episodes out and we hit number 211 in the U.S. Apple charts for spirituality. And I didn't know till I got that notification, but we also hit number nine in New Zealand on January 8th. I don't know what is going on with you New Zealanders, but I am so entirely grateful. This is a wild trip. On that note, today... We have tonight, I said today, but it's actually late. Uh, I have a guest with me, and this guest's name is Ian DePriest. And I first met Ian at a party. It was a Pi Day party, Pi, like 3.14. Uh, and somebody mentioned to somebody that I did tarot, and then Ian tapped me on the shoulder and basically said, I'm going to need you to read those cards for me now. So we went into a back room, and for Two entire hours, two hours, I read cards for him um, and then for his boyfriend later. And it was a really wonderful uh, life. I mean, really, truly life changing because now he is (laughs) absolutely one of my best friends um, and soulmates. And uh, Ian, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Ian DePriest. Um, I am exactly what Jacqueline has said. (laughs) I can't speak, but that's fine. What she said was exactly a mirror of my face. Um, But yeah, we met at a pie day party. There was pizza and other pies. I I didn't make, well, I made a moose one, but that's neither here nor there. I made a moose one. And yeah, uh, word got to me that she did terror and I was just like, I have been forbidden my whole life. So tell me the secrets. Tell me my life. You were uh, you were forbidden from several things in your childhood. SpongeBob, was, Pokemon, Digimon was fine apparently. D- Digimon was and fine. <laughs> Listen, the church was like no to Harry Potter and no to Pokemon because they were like one has monsters and one has witchcraft and wizardry. And I was like, but Digimon? Nobody said anything about that. <laughs> Digimon, digital monsters. Also, I didn't get that. That theme song in Singapore. In Singapore, it wasn't that like that weird like Humpty Dumpty bumbly theme song in English. It was like this beautiful like like rock opera ballad. Yeah, opera it ballad was a in Japanese. Robot opera ballad in <laughs> uh, <laughs> Japanese. I mean, listen. One of the amazing things about Ian is that night I read him two hours of tarot. I mean, I think I spent four hours total reading tarot that night. But Ian would not. Leave me alone. I'm kidding, but also not. (laughs) He would not leave me alone. He was determined to be friends with me, and I am a severe introvert. He got through. We are now best friends. And I've also been able to teach him tarot. Like, I have had the amazing gift of teaching him tarot, and then also, at the same time, watching him become this absolutely amazing reader of tarot in his own right and teacher of it, um, which is one of the reasons I was so very, very excited to have him on this podcast as a guest, obviously, um, because this is incredibly fun. Thank you. (laughs) Ian was also there the day that, in the last episode, Gabriel talked about being there for uh, the retreat that we had at my house. Mm. You were there for it. You weren't there. No, I... Oh, shoot. You were not there. I was there in spirit. (laughs) I was there in spirit, but I, for some reason... Could not be there. I think I might have been in Amsterdam. You were in Amsterdam. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, you were in Amsterdam. And 
you're in the accountability group that yes. so I have a text accountability group that you're in and that's why I was confused. Yes. So he wasn't there. He was missed. But I, in spirit, he was. I mean, she gave me a crash course like she did um, them in that group like earlier, like way mm-hmm. earlier. She I literally came over to your house and was like, OK, tell me things. And you were like, here's a notebook. Here's a paper and a pen. Um, we're going to I'm just going to tell you. Write yeah. it down. And within like, I don't know, one to three hours, you literally you, went through that entire deck. Your teaching, exp- what me teaching you was the template for which I went into teaching all of mm. the people that came a few weeks ago, except times that by like three, because yeah. we were there for nine hours. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is how Ian and I know each other. Ian is incredibly intuitive. He is so quick with the cards, remembers things. I call Ian uh, the Queen of Swords. I am the Queen of Cups, <laughs> and he is the Queen of Swords. And he is absolutely, he has boundaries like no other human I've ever seen. They are enviable, <laughs> and they are kind, and they are upfront. Just you. like a very... Like, if you could think of a way to, like, put up perfect boundaries, Ian does it. And it's, I mean, I fantasize about being able to say no <laughs> the way Ian Free says that's, no. That's very kind of you and very sweet. I think I learned to set up boundaries through, like, a lot of childhood trauma and just, like, in, I don't know. Trauma teaches us I, so much. Yeah, I just, like, grew up in, like, weird circumstances sometimes and I was just like, maybe not. Let's not do this. Shall we not do that? And I'm also far, I would say I'm far from perfect. I have good boundaries, but sometimes I know that my boundaries, I can push them a little too far sometimes. So I, it's always about like reevaluating and like just learning about where you are and where people are. And um, yeah, it's about checking yourself all the time. Or you can do what I do, which is very ineffectively run and hide under a bed somewhere and or, wait for people to ghost me. Yeah, or you can run away and, and which just, not boundaries, but no, definite disappearing action going yeah. on there. So, do you want to pull a card? Oh, sure. <laughs> do you want me to use uh, your deck, or should I use the one I brought? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shuffle this deck, and then we're going to find the card, and then I'll have you pull the card out of your deck. Ian brought the fountain with him, which is perfect, because that is an incredibly popular deck um, in the collective. So we'll go ahead and talk about the card, the number, the imagery, how it's similar, how it's different, how we, which one we think speaks to us more, you know, all of the fun things you get with tarot. So I'm going to shuffle. Yay. And um, I'm going to let you do a little TikTok theme song. TikTok goes the clock. Hickory dickory dock. Literally not what I thought you were going to do, but that's fine. Oh, I was okay. going for do 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 oh, do I was and my second option was to nursery rhyme. Kesha. <laughs> it was nursery rhyme and then Kesha. The clock and hickory dickory dock. Do you want to know what the card we're talking about? What is? The, what is the card? The card is the Empress and it's in reverse, so we get to talk about that. Um and Sorry. The Empress from the Fountain deck and the Empress from the Smith Rider Waite deck kind of sitting next to each other. Yes. And in the middle of Ian and I, he's got them in reverse the way they were pulled, and I've got them <laughs> upright. <laughs> yep. Just, you know, Just because, because why the fuck not? So <laughs> the Empress, this is card three in the Major Arcana. This is a really luxurious card. I'm very excited to talk about it. Ian, what? Is your experience with the Empress? Can you tell us a little bit about it? So Empress energy. I funny that this card came up because um, I struggle a lot with Empress energy personally. 
Oh, it's not easy for you to be loved and give love unconditionally? It is not easy for me (laughs) to to relax and settle the fuck down and just, like, you know, trust that what is given is good and meant for you and, like, will enrich you. It is hard for me says the queen of swords with all the boundaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like behind your boundary shooting nerf bullets at people. Yeah, it's, my my brain is always just like, okay, where when's the other shoe going to drop? What mm-hmm. is the angle that this is coming at? Because my life, I've learned to do that, to protect myself a mm-hmm. lot of the times. A lot of queen of swords themes. Um, but so I think last year too, I, I pulled a lot of like empress and mm-hmm. I was always every like every day when I, I do daily pulls for myself. And when the you empress text them com- to me every morning, I do. <laughs> um, and whenever I pull the empress, I most of the time I always feel confused. I always feel like I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going, what what this is about. Um, and I'm still working through a lot of it. But the the thing that I learned, at least what I can recall right now, of what it means to me, it's it's a lot about rooting down and then branching out okay it's a lot like sinking into yourself sinking into where you are um trusting and also like just learning to take care of yourself and trust what your body is telling you to mm-hmm. um i like that a lot the empress um for people that don't know uh the smith right away in the smith right away the empress is in this long gown that has pomegranates on it um they are wearing a crown of stars. Uh, there is the the female symbol by them. Again, I teach tarot non-gendered, but this is a uh, female-looking, uh, presenting human on this card. <clears throat> the empress in the fountain deck is standing in what looks like a pond mm-hmm. with a robe. Yes. Yes, uh, which is beautiful. The fountain is a really beautiful deck. I liked what you said about the empress... Feeling like it's rooting in and branching out. Um, it's a very interesting because you have to like take nutrients from the ground mm-hmm. to give back because you grow leaves. And at that point, ideally, you're one providing oxygen for mm-hmm. those that need it mm-hmm. and also potentially providing fruit, mm-hmm. which is very much Empress esque. For me, when I when I look at the Empress, and this is card three, and card three is about expansion, and the Empress is very often depicted as a mother, right? We're talking Mother Earth, we're talking moms in general, big, pregnant, yeah, moms having yeah. babies type yeah. thing. The Empress is so much about this kind of concept of... The, the process of expanding in a way that is giving and receiving. You're trusting what you're being given and you're giving something else back. Mm. So it's this almost um, symbiotic process of, of living. And in The Empress, one of the things, and I explained this in the retreat that I thought you were there for, but you actually weren't. Just spiritually. <laughs> and spiritually, because you were in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. Is that The Empress, when we, when we see them and it's depicted as kind of like Mother Earth and and a mother, so round belly, round world. It's this idea that we are not separate. F- giving is not separate from receiving. It's just like a different side of that coin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If we are being given something, we're also experiencing this gift of... Um, if we're being given, we're receiving. Yes, so you yes, see what yes, I'm yes, saying? Yes, that yes, was like yes. a really vague way of <laughs> just saying the same exact thing redundantly. <laughs> However, you cannot separate birth from sex 
Uh-huh. You create via sex, which is this really seismic for some, pleasurable thing for some. And then you create this life. This yeah. life was not created from like wholesomeness. It was created from this like ability to trust your body, to have this amazing feeling, do this amazing thing, and then create this life from it, which is so much about what the Empress is. It's this, it's this expansion of... This expansion you get from trusting the things around you mm-hmm. and allowing them to give you as much as you, I almost said give you as much as you're receiving, but they are out. It's basically asking you to receive as much as you give and give as much as you receive. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, I, I know. I like that. I like that a lot. Like, you know, receiving, um, expanding childbirth, mitosis, you know, <laughs> science, biology. <laughs> Science, <laughs> same biology. words. Um, I, as you were saying that, the the one thing that popped into my head was just very random. Um, what you were talking about, like childbirth and how like um, experiencing that sex and then creating life and then giving birth to a child. Um, I thought of like a random, you know, some creatures like bugs. Some of them, <laughs> you know, can, some creatures like bugs. Some of them like don't have sex. Some of them yep. like literally just split into two, and they like make mm-hmm. duplicates of themselves. Amoebas. Yeah, and so I was just thinking of that too. I was just like, he. You were thinking for, of masturbation. No, 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 because the <laughs> the I don't know how the exact biology of that works. Um, because it it doesn't have like sex. It doesn't like it just <laughs> duplicates itself. It just replicates itself. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how that would that definition or that like birth or expansion could come into play into like the empress. Well, so not everyone has a uterus. Mm. Not everyone is going to get a baby in their, in their abdomen and it's going to grow and they're going to like experience this like actual, the actual physical experience of growing something in your body and then pushing it out of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So what you're saying is like the empress is not females only in the same way that the emperor is not, Males only. This yes. isn't like a fourth graders clubhouse. Yes. This is this is real life. This is nature. And so in the way that you're seeing that, it's people that don't have uterus, don't have that ability, can still relate to this card in the way that doing things for yourself and allowing nature to kind of take you and create you, inform mm-hmm. you in the way you're meant to be, you're still able to expand. And my, I'm not sure. You said mitosis, but I'm really not sure if it's mitosis or meiosis, whatever. I don't remember. Okay. So <laughs> basically... You're able to expand within yourself. And also the Empress is kind of a reflection of what happens in nature is happening in humans. We mm. can look at the world today and Australia is fucking on fire. Yikes. Um, we are actively ignoring climate change as mm. a whole. The environment is really having a hard time. And if we look at humans, we're having a really hard time time too we are not functioning i mean this is coming from someone that experiences chronic pain actually regarding their uterus but just in general humans are not functioning the way that we would Mm -hmm. ideally like to function Mm -hmm. there is such a level of apathy that when we think about the concept of motherhood does not equate right Mm -hmm. when we think about mothers we think about that that nurturing aspect or rather when we think about parenting if we take the female mother word completely out of it we're thinking about parenting we want to think about nurturing we're not nurturing humankind we're not nurturing nature and therefore we don't know how to nurture ourselves Mm -hmm. but yeah i would like to point out and ask you a question yes okay so in the empress deck of the smith rider the empress deck of the smith rider (laughs) wait hold on backtrack and reverse (laughs) 
There Thank you. Thank you. Yep. In the Smith Rider Waite deck, the Empress is mostly what color? Um, it is she, they are mostly mm-hmm. hmm, so many colors. Well, mostly. So we're looking at two major colors in this picture. Yellow is mm-hmm. the first one that stands out, mm-hmm. and in this room of warm colored light, um, I would say like maybe orange or red. I can't tell. Well, there. So she's sitting. She's see. Call myself out. They are sitting on red. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's green. You've got a lot of greenery in this card. In the fountain deck, the colors are different, which I find really interesting. Yeah, in the fountain, um, green is the prominent one. And mm-hmm. then you see the red in her dress. But also, there's a lot of blues because um, it, it seems cooler in, it, in the fountain deck. It is much less primary and much more like... It's not primary. That's a bad word. It's much less cool colors in the fountain versus hot colors yeah. in the Smith right away. What I will point out is obviously both have green because it's very much that na- that depiction of Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that the fountain creators chose in their deck to focus more on blues and purples than in the Smith Rider Waite where the color is very yellow? Aside from the title of the deck being the fountain, mm-hmm. um, I think this depiction of blue, for me is very like calming. It kind of draws you in, it pulls you down, it draws you in, uh, in not a negative way, but in, in a very, um, I wanna say, this is not a word, insulatory is well, not I a can't, word. Well, I cannot Google that, Ian. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it feels very inward. Inward. It, it, it just feels like it's asking you to go self-reflect. Um, it feels like a lot of water is there. It feels like a mirror is water there. Water is very exciting because the point I want to like that. I was so excited for you to say the word water. I was going to be like <laughs> blue were... is water. But biology major, what is the one I'm not thing... a biology major. <laughs> biology, I... Freshman of high... freshman year freshman of high school, high school biology, biology major. Biology. What is the one thing all life needs to water. exist? Water. Yeah, you literally die without it. You literally, nothing, that is the entire point of why we are searching the cosmos for a planet that has Has water. water. You cannot have life without water. Water is a renewable resource, but it's also cyclic. We have, if you think about it, a set amount of water. Mm -hmm. It evaporates, it goes into the clouds, and we get it again. Mm -hmm. The water is like us. Water is primordial. It's never leaving. It's here. It's not going anywhere. The same as our souls, Mm -hmm. right? The thing about water is that because it's renewable and it's cyclical, Mm -hmm. right? It's a circle. It's never ending. It matches the theme of the Empress perfectly, which is a very circular. There is no separation between motherhood and sex, between giving and receiving Mm -hmm. from water and life. It's such such an entirely fun (laughs) concept, right? Yeah. And just very, I think, brilliant, whether it be consciously or subconsciously on the on the minds of the fountain creator. Yeah. What a really beautiful way. Because I think when we think of the Empress, we think very like Earth. We're very pinnacles. Yeah. But what we forget is that the Empress encompasses in this beautiful way all of the elements. If you look at the Empress, they are... They are, you know, kind of by a stream and mm-hmm. they've got stars, you know, mm-hmm. swords and mm-hmm. the pinnacles and... I'm sure fire somewhere in there. She's I got mean, a wand. I would, I would say like <laughs> they've like got a wand. The, if you want to put the fire 
the fire in there it's all depicted in like in the reds in mm-hmm. what she's wearing in what mm-hmm. she's holding sorry they... well she's also very i mean she and again gender i've got a it's it's, it's equally important everyone that i call myself out as it is that i say something to my husband about it uh they are wearing red and there is a lot of red around them, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like the secret knowledge of Eve ate the pomegranate, what blah blah blah. Yeah. However, it's also very interesting because the suit of wands also stands for sex and lust yes. and passion. Yes. And so the Empress card really does have this amazing combination of these elements mm-hmm. that basically are earth. It's such a fascinating mm-hmm. uh somebody and I cannot remember which one of the friends at the retreat it was, said something to me about, oh no, it wasn't even one of them. It was, I listened to a, another podcast called Mythologies and oh. it talks about different mythologies. And one of the concepts is that the earth being ground mm-hmm. is that it's actually the very pregnant belly mm. of a god. Surprise, surprise. So in the Empress, I think, and there's there's another aspect of the Empress I really want to talk about in regards to the Major Arcana. The Empress is the third card in the first line of the tarot, which is typically called the lifeline. That's the first seven cards with the fool set aside. Mm-hmm. We enter first into the Magician, which is where we are given a body. Yes. And we're learning how to use that body and make things as above, so below. We're taking the things that we learned very early on. We were, we went from tabula rasa to figuring out like how we're going to move our fingers. Mm-hmm. And from there, we go into the high priestess. It's like, well, now we have a body. So now we have to kind of figure out the whys of mm-hmm. things. Why are we drawn to here? Why do we do that? Why is our favorite color purple? You know, it's very easy to think of this in, like, in terms of like children, yes. right? So from the high priestess... Mm-hmm. We go into the Empress. Yes. Why do you think that is? I have a theory, and I'll talk about it, but I want to hear why you think that is. I think it's an assimilation of the two before. If you were talking about materializing and alchemic, like having alchemy in the, magi- in the magician and bringing <laughs> in the soul essence of the high priestess Mm -hmm. and bringing in the mind, you have finally put the two together. Mm -hmm. And so now you have your Mm humanness, your soul, your body, your physical body, your spiritual body coming together in one place. Right. Being born into one place. And I think with the Empress too, looking at the card again, she is kind of almost like the center of the universe if you really think about it because in the Smith Rider Waite there is like a river that runs into a waterfall into like the right side of the card. She is surrounded by forests. She is on top of a rock. She is next to a field. I would say she's like the center of Mm -hmm. all these different points of earth and life. They pull... And pull everything together. Mm -hmm. Pulls everything together. Um, And... Kind of like pulls those elements together too. If you haven't seen Frozen Two, watch it. Okay. You'll see. You <laughs> see what I mean. Let's see what I mean. So my theory for as to why we go from the magician to the high priestess to the empress is pretty close to what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a body. We are learning about the concept of doing and working with the elements and with the things around us that we have. Mm-hmm. We're learning about how to create and how to want and how to love and how to feel and working with that knowing inside of us, Mm -hmm. taking what's outside in. When we get to the empress, we're in this space of understanding how to use what we've created to work 
with nature and Mm -hmm. what's around us in a way that is cyclical. Because again, when I teach tarot, I teach female presenting cards as cyclic, not cyclic equaling feminine, Mm -hmm. but cyclic. So in the Empress, we are being asked to experience life in a cyclic way. We are asked to wane with the light and bloom with the sun and Mm -hmm. wake up and We have these bodies and now we're learning how to feel good Mm -hmm. in the bodies. We're learning how to, we're learning the pleasurable parts Mm -hmm. of being human. And I think that that is, that is definitely an expansion. I would say we would all agree that expansions are infinitely more fun than contractions. Yes. Contractions are where we, they're very uncomfortable because it's kind of like growing pains. Mm Mm-hmm. And you learn the most and grow the most in contractions. Mm-hmm. And yet we tend to dislike them. Mm-hmm. In the Empress, threes are expansion. Expansions are fun and they can mm-hmm. feel good and you feel extra creative and you want to do more. And that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also another thought that came into my head while you were talking about that is just like in looking at the card again with the fields in front of her, I a thought came into my mind of like you reap what you sow mm-hmm. you plant and then you grow again and you plant and then you grow again and the field is overabundant with like wheat in this card <laughs> i'm assuming it's wheat wheat settlers of Catan. yes settlers of Catan. um well but... oh go ahead sorry. oh sorry one no, last I didn't mean little to cut you no you're fine <laughs> one last little note um i also love the number three like it's one of my favorite numbers Mm -hmm. in the whole entire world and it means a lot of things to me it feels balanced for some reason i know it's an odd number it's a triangle yeah and it shouldn't feel balanced but to me it always feels balanced it does for Um, me too so i've always liked the number three so i thought it was funny that the empress decided to show up i think that is all i can say about the empress in reverse i think it's very much talking about the aspect of furthering the question into giving and receiving and, you know, cycling with nature. Um, but other than that, like, I think we really got a really good deep dive, in, deep dive into the card. And this was fun <laughs> to talk about with you. Yeah. Um, I do want to tell you one thing that you have learned. I've learned. I want to tell you one thing you've learned from me today. I would love Are you ready? to. Please <laughs> teach me more biology. <laughs> Te- teach me more biology. Yes. No, I would like to tell you something that I've learned from you today, which is that I feel like what you said in regards to the empress being in your life the the roots to the branches mm-hmm. in my head i usually attribute tree like mentality mm-hmm. to the emperor but you are so incredibly right that in the concept of giving and receiving mm-hmm. a tree or a plant is a really glorious way to look at that because mm-hmm. it is taking nutrients in the roots and it's taking what it needs mm-hmm. almost like humans should, we take what we need. And especially early on in our lives, we do that. Mm -hmm. But then once we get what we need, we're able to give back and abundantly so. And so the imagery of a tree, which I don't typically associate with the empress, not that I don't associate plants and lushness with Mm -hmm. the empress, but the tree itself with roots and branches was just a really beautiful way of explaining and seeing that. And I think that people who are listening will also agree that that is a really beautiful picture you painted. Thank you. And I Mm -hmm. think... I think the Empress and the Emperor, like two sides of the same coin f- to me. I like, I know they, they're different cards, but like, I think, I mean, that's why they're one after the other mm-hmm. with the roots into the tree. Um, 
I never actually thought of him as a tree before. Um, I've always thought of him as a mountain for some reason. But that's probably another story for another day. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll pull it again at yeah, some point. Um, um, Ian. Yes, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Thank you. And being my best friend and talking to me yeah. about biology. <laughs> Thank you for everything and being my friend and also telling me that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Twitter had taught me that. Yes. So I cannot take credit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Thank you, Ian. Thanks. Y'all, what about Ian DePriest? He is absolutely amazing. You can find him at Ian DePriest on Instagram, and you can also find his music on iTunes under the name Ian DePriest. He's a absolutely wonderful songwriter and also a joy to watch live if you're ever in Nashville. This, though, is the part of the podcast where I get out and start interpretive dancing. Um... It's actually the part where I do the weekly collective reading. This week, it is the Two of Pentacles. This is a really kind of no-brainer card that I hope we'd all be doing with our weeks anyway. However, if that were the case, we wouldn't need this reminder so constantly. Balance, 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 balance the things in your life that, I mean, here's the reality. Balls are going to drop, right? Times are hard. Working is hard. Having a family is hard. Having a body is hard. Being a friend is hard. There are balls. They are going to drop. You have to make sure, though, that every time a ball drops, you put another ball down and make space for it because we can't do everything at once. Coming up this week, plan your days. Plan your time. Take care of the things that need to be focused on first. Your body, your home, your marriage, your friendships, your community, environment, job, whatever it is. And don't stress so hard about the things you just can't do. You're not God. You can't do it all. You can't do all of the things. So don't stress if something drops. Just pick it back up when you're ready and you have time for it. And really focus on nourishing yourself and your environment this coming week. Because I feel as if we are truly energetically preparing for something to come later. Um, it's no secret that things are so tumultuous just across the globe right now. And this need for balance, this need to take care of the home front, take care of your body, take care of the things in your direct view is absolutely vital. Okay. That was the collective reading. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. If you like it and you feel called or led to, please rate and subscribe or leave a comment. All of those little tiny things help get this podcast up to 210 in the charts. I'm kidding. But also, you know, the point of service with this podcast is to get it to as many people that need it. And all of those little rates, subscribes, comments, they help a lot. Thank you so much. And I will be back next week. Thank you.